And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Cam Edwards. I am joined by the lovely and talented and healthy Miss E. Healthy for the moment. Yes. Yay. Yay. Quarantine is working. Well, welcome to a uh, a crazy world. Like it's, I, I, I kind of want to go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts because we've been talking about prepping and getting our food supply laid in just in case. But yeah, we even uh, have a lot of instant food. Now, yeah, too, like a lot more right. instant food. But the just in case that turned out to be yeah, not so crazy, right? Yeah, so, those preppers are all like, ha ha ha, how you like me now? Right? <laughs> you only have to be right once, yeah. as it turns out. So hopefully, you all are doing okay. A broken clock is right twice a day. Yes, and a prepper only needs to be right like once every fifty years, I yeah, guess, exactly. right? depending on the, how long the food supply is good for. Happy belated St. Patrick's Day! Happy belated St. Patrick's Day! We were able to celebrate here on the farm with a uh, Irish soul food feast of what was it? Corned beef. And... Well, we had corned beef and steamed cabbage, colcannon, um, Irish soda bread, tea cake, chocolate stout cake with a uh, dark chocolate ganache. But I forgot the parsnip cakes. But that's oh, okay. well. And Kid 4 ate just about every single one of those. I made two batches of those the Irish, um, cinnamon, Irish cinnamon potato candies, and they were totally gone before St. Yeah. Patrick's Day even happened. <laughs> but it's all good. I'm glad he likes them. And he's, what's funny is he's not really eat, uh, into sweets that much. Right. But that's the but one he thing really he really those. likes those. Uh, and the cannon that you made was pretty cool because we did not have leeks. Yeah, so we recycled some of the uh, wild onions that were grown in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Which worked. It worked. It was fine. It tasted yummy. It looked odd because there were like little skinny strings of green right. in there. And I probably should have cooked them a little bit longer to get them a little bit softer. But hey, it's a learning curve. I figured they were so small they I wouldn't want to cook them too much longer. But yeah, but I don't know. It tasted good. Yeah, I had, it did I taste had good. the last of the cannon with the last of the corned beef today all cut up and warmed up in a nice little bowl oh, of Oh, good for you. Yeah, that was my lunch today. Nice. Uh, and let's see. So the other thing that um, uh, has kind of stuck out at me because what's what's what's... I mean, we're really lucky because our lives have not actually changed much at all. Yeah, kid five can't go to public school, but she's on spring break next week, and she's so far she's uh, she's living every day like it's Saturday. So yeah, it's not really right. affecting her much at all. Every no. day has been Saturday for this child. Right, because of the school district that we are in, not every kid has a laptop, not every kid has internet access, and so well, they, don't have the they can't do the online laptop. learning. Yeah, they're they're no. not going to school. They're, they're just on an extended break. Yep. Um, so we've given her a book to read. I don't know how much of it she's actually read, but yeah, we've given her homes, a book to read. Her, her, her twin brother is homeschooled, and he's on his normal schedule. However, he gets next week off for spring break, too. But I gave her one of his books that he's already read, so we can have a discussion about it. So the, uh, the uh, you know, probably the other big thing, I mean, because we, we've basically been on lockdown. I've gone to the grocery store a couple of times. Every time I go, I come home, and I, like, fumigate myself, yeah. and I wash my hands. Missy caught me washing my beard today because when I was putting the groceries away, literally putting the groceries in my car, my beard actually touched the handle 
of the shopping cart and I was so skeeved out. I was like, we're all gonna go, we're gonna go. They were out of wipes. They they keep running out of wipes at the grocery store. Uh, So I got home and I was like, I have to wash my beard, I have to wash my beard. Uh, I'm thinking about trimming the beard. The CDC did say that men should cut their beards off. I'm not gonna shave it off, but I am thinking about trimming it way back. It's fine. I'm I think it'll be hair a, back. You're getting. You can have hair less on your face. It'll be good. We'll we'll see. It is getting a little crazy, but yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of not more maintenance. And if you're having to wash it a lot, you're going to dry it out. Even I know. Even though you keep putting moisturizing oil in it, right? It's just you know. It's like the, you know. Now I'm like, dang it! The tattoo on the back of my hand. <laughs> like because <laughs> of how much you're having to like, wash. Like by the time I get color, and I'm going to have to have this all redone with black because I'm having to wash my hands so much, but. Yeah, even even me at home because when you brought the groceries home, I helped unload everything. Yep. But as soon as I was finished, I washed my hands because I touched all the packages. Yeah, we're we're totally paranoid, but we're gonna keep Missy safe. I mean, that's the thing. She gets to go. <laughs> she yeah, gets I get to, to leave go the to house to go to the chemo. Woo-hoo. But that's basically it. Yeah, uh, and I get to get out of the go in my trunk, get out of my trunk, and thankfully, the nice thing about going to where I go now uh, versus going up to Charlottesville. Is in Charlottesville, I would have had to park in the. I would have had to get a parking ticket. I would have had to park in the parking garage. I would have walked through the parking garage, walk through the lobby, get check in where everyone else is checking in. Now, mind you, I'm checking in where the cancer patients are, but still, you know, there's a lot of people going through there. Versus here, I park right pretty much right outside the doors, and they're going to be checking people before you get in the door, and they're not letting anybody bring visitors mm-hmm. with them. So, and so far, Farmville, Prince Edward County has had one positive coronavirus case. It was a college student who apparently caught it out of the country. Yeah, uh, was quarantined and it, it came back positive. And we that was that was about ten days ago, and so far we've not had any more reported cases. No. So. There have been a couple up in Charlottesville, but uh, our area right now has been free of any cases. I know that that's not going to be the case forever, but they're already taking, you know, pretty aggressive screening at the hospital. So I'm not, you know, I'm worried every time I leave the house about bringing germs back. So obviously I'm worried about Missy getting exposed to something, but I'm paranoid worried. I'm not like, you know, I I have to tell myself you're going to be okay. And then when you come home. We'll just, again, we'll get back to being paranoid for another week. Because that's kind of how we're living. And I'm not saying that everybody should live that way. In fact, if you don't have a reason to, don't. No, but what you, you had, someone else had some really good advice about this was, you should live as if you were contagious. Right, yeah. So uh, my friend Andrew Langer was on Baron Arms Cam and Company today, and his wife is a doctor. And... We were just talking about he lives in the Williamsburg, Virginia area where there's been a cluster of cases. It's actually got the most cases in Virginia. Um, And he said that his wife's advice is to people act like you are infected and you don't want other people to catch it. And so, you you know, right. So you're being, you know, gracious to people and you're maintaining six feet away and and things of that nature. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, we're we're living paranoid, but. Again, I think everybody else can just live safely. You know, not everybody has an immunocompromised person that they love living with them. With a lung issue. Right. Like, that's like a double, like, double-edged sword. Like, yeah. the thing attacks people's lungs. I've read a lot of really scary stories about 
normally healthy people who got this cold ended up with having to have their lungs intubated and have their lungs drained every couple of hours yeah. overnight because they were just like, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, we've been, like, very much on lockdown. But it's, like, funny how I was talking to one of my friends. I was just like, um, yeah, my life hasn't really changed much. <laughs> Except I'm not allowed to go to the post office and the grocery store. Like, but I'm always I've been a homebody since been since we lived here. Yeah, and I've been homeschooling another homebody. And right. so social distancing is what we do best. <laughs> like we're awesome. We are like the king and queen, me and kid four of social distancing. So yeah, we're winning. Woo. Yes. So it has not been as big a transition for us. It has been for some. Uh, even for me, it's, you know, I, I've been the designated grocery store goer, so I still am going, I've gone out twice in the past week. Um, I have not been able to go visit my friend, uh, Tommy, who uh, helps run, uh, Charlie's restaurant no, in Farmville went. because you went on I Tuesday. briefly went Tuesday. I didn't stay. I had half a soda and I was trying to socially distance myself. And even <laughs> though the bar was not that crowded, there were still people there. And so I sat six feet away from the other patrons at the bar, but I was sitting then by the wait station and people kept coming up and like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting skewed out. There yeah. are people. And so I had to leave. Such I just, I did. I just had to leave. Yeah. But, but you know, Tuesdays and Fridays are typically my day to go have lunch with my friend Tommy and it won't be going tomorrow because yeah. they're right now open to go. And if you're in the Farmville area, please go and buy a meal from Charlie's yeah. because they're, you know, they're like every other restaurant out there right now. They are hurting. Or try to go to wherever, you know, and if you're not in our area, try to go to find, find out if any of your restaurants are doing, a lot of them are doing curbside pickup. Yeah. Um, they're doing, you know, you know, call ahead. They'll run to the car, you know. And if you can't, and if you don't want to eat out, um, buy a gift certificate. Right. And that yeah. way they'll have the money now and you can go eat later. Yeah. Um, also, you know, just a couple of, I don't know why my brain is just thinking about other things to do, I guess, because I don't feel like I can do a lot because I want to protect Missy. E, but um, if you can, donate blood because the blood banks are basically reporting that people have just stopped coming in to well, donate blood. Yeah, of course so they have. They're running pretty low. It's hard to stay 10 feet away from somebody when they're sticking you with a needle. Right. Uh, but the uh, uh, coronavirus is not transmitted through blood. No. So you're you're okay. No, it's respiratory droplets. Somebody right. has to like sneeze right up in your grill for you to get it. Um, food banks are in desperate need of volunteers. Uh, both and to cash. help pack and distribute and yes cash and, just cash. and, and supplies because don't be lame and give all the old shit in your pantry to the food bank okay this is not the one that we can cuss by the way it was just the s word okay I'll, I'll i'll tell producer chris cruz we got an s word he can believe out the s word <laughs> but don't be like that so but if you don't and if you don't have spare food and a lot of people are like well we might not have spare food right now just make a cash donation yeah yeah um but you know this is um these are some scary times, legitimately scary times, but we are going to get through them. This is not going to last forever. We are going to get out to the other side. And, It'll make uh, you appreciate it all better. Absolutely, it will. But, you know, we, we do. This is one of those moments where you do need to pull together. Um, I can tell you that I have had uh, people reach out to me from gun control world. You know, gun control advocates have, have reached out to me this week just to check in and you know hey how are you and missy doing <laughs> um 
and I imagine that there's some of that going around, you know, on on opposite issues because this does just feel like a moment where we have to pull together on some level. And we obviously have people who are still trying to play politics, but mm. you know, they're going to do that. Uh, no matter that what. doesn't mean we ha- we have to. No, it doesn't. No. So. Anyway, I hope that you all are doing well. We would love to hear how you're doing. Um, so if you have some time and you want to check in, the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Missy on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. You can follow me on Twitter at Cam Edwards. Um, but, but really, do check in with us. We, we want to hear from you. Even if you've never checked in before, let us know that you're out there and, uh, and how you're doing. And if you are tuning in for the first time uh, or... You're thinking about, you know, what do I want to do here uh, in terms of, you know, maybe planting a garden in spring. Maybe you were thinking about planting a little something. Now you're thinking about maybe going a little bit bigger. A little bit more like a victory garden back in, during World War II, right? Right. Like grow some veggies because you're pretty much, the, the, the supply line might be interrupted and it's coming up to spring and there's, you know, some easy things to start growing. Yeah, so the idea of a victory garden is that basically you want to ma- maximize your space, right? You want to get the most production out of a fairly small, uh, all things considered, space, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like that square foot gardening thing. But it's also just, you know, also grow what you eat that you can easily grow that you what you can replace, like what you can't go to the grocery store for just in case. Yeah. So. so you would recommend bush beans. Well, I was thinking like a lot a lot of people have green beans. They'll either buy them canned or they buy them frozen, but green beans are one of those things that everybody eats. Mm-hmm. And bush beans are really easy because they're like kind of like determinate tomatoes. You, you plant them. You don't have to worry about having a pole system. They don't climb anywhere. Okay. And they're all about ready at about the same time. And so you can do green beans. You can do we. I did wax beans once. Mm-hmm. Once I did like little bits of either or, and just picked them as they came up, and and uh, we froze those. But uh, green beans are really easy to grow, and especially the bush type. And then, say you you know you planned ahead and you bought some potatoes. Well, some of them are growing some really big eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, cut each section of the potato where there's an eye into its own little piece of potato. Maybe like I don't know. An inch big. Almost like a, kind of like a golf ball? Maybe smaller than a golf ball. Just maybe even like a one-inch cube. And let the sides dry. Like spread them out on a piece of paper towel or a brown paper bag and let the sides dry overnight or for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then shove like three or four in a pile of dirt. And all of a sudden, you have potato plants. And you can have a lot of potatoes in a very small amount of area. Just make sure it's a sunny spot. And as the potato plants get bigger, just start piling a little bit more dirt on it and they'll start growing little bulbs and the bulbs are what's going to grow in the dirt. And you want the leaves to get uh, sunshine mm-hmm. so that you want to just kind of just pile their dirt up around them. And you probably only want to start like three per hill. But you can do a lot of potatoes plants from one or two seedy you know, potatoes that have right. a bunch of eyes on them. Yeah. So yeah, you don't even need to go to the uh, the garden store for that. No, no, and it's you know you've already got the potatoes. It's right. like you're recycling your stuff that you weren't going to eat. Yep. So there you go. Um, I would also say that squash uh, is a another good option, just because you know a few seeds go a long way. Go a long way, right? And you, and you can do a lot of different things with them because if you and grow spaghetti well. squash, 
then you have a, like a pasta substitute. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the harder squashes, like the butternut and the acorn and the patty pans, then yes, they store a long time. And you've got something to eat later on down the pike that you can roast or and puree, turn into soup or just eat as a roasted thing. You can turn them into little fried bits. You know, you can do a lot with squash. Yeah, absolutely. Almost um, any squash can be a pie too. Yeah, and as we talked about last week, the, uh, the, the glorious versatility of the tomato uh, you know, get a couple of paste tomatoes. These are these are things that you can grow on your on your apartment patio. Yeah, even. you can you can um, a lot of tomato plants will say that they could be in in a container. Yeah, it's just got to be in like a twelve to eighteen inch wide container, and you have to have a support system. Or you get a, a short bush one that's perfect for patio when it, right. when it gets to be a certain size and you have a bunch of little cherry tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. They, they sell those that are like specifically designed for patios. Yep. Um, and they're just little tiny cherries. But, uh, you know, I would recommend getting a couple of paste and that way get the determinant. And so that way you can make yourself some sauce, other yep. stuff that you can carry over beyond just the summer and the growing season. Yep. Um, and, and, and get the cherry tomatoes that you can have as a snack and just, uh, you know, put on your salad, but also you can make tomato wine. Yeah. You can right? make tomato wine. Um, as <laughs> this far has as... been one of the freakiest things this so week, we got, by the so way, we... is hearing the, the liquor stores closing in Pennsylvania. Yes. You have made sure that we are well stocked. I have. But, um, but yeah, we also have all a bunch of tomatoes so that we can also make more tomato wine next year, but. As, you know, foods to grow that are for are nutrient dense that aren't hard to grow and are small, like spinach. Sow some spinach in a not very sunny spot, and then mm. you can keep clipping clipping it, and it'll keep coming for a little while until it gets bigger and bigger. But you always have something that's good for you. It's high in beta beta carotene, vitamin C. It's cruciferous. It's fiber. You know. Yeah. And it's easy. So it's not lettuce. Lettuce, for the most part, is just water in green form right but spinach is actually good for you and i hate to say it because it's the le- devil's lettuce but a lot of people say kale is good too but it's to me it's not as versatile as spinach i well i know you can i turn spinach into a souffle and you can turn spinach into spanakopita yeah and spinach tastes a heck of a lot better than kale to yes. me yeah um we have not had the best of luck growing we've done okay when we've grown salad greens but when we tried to grow cabbage, the first year we grew baby bok choy, that actually worked really well. But the cabbage all got worms. Worms, 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 worms. Uh, and so... Pumpkins got ate those Broccoli, bugs. I think, got... Broccoli got eaten. Bugs. Yeah. So we've not had a ton of luck with, with a lot. With cruciferous vegetables. Right. So we don't have any uh, ready to plant right now. No. We're, our plan is we've got our tomatoes and our peppers going. We've got sprouts. Yeah. Uh, that's actually worked out really well. So the, the problem that we had with our peppers last year, not, um, germinating. It wasn't warm. The soil wasn't warm enough. So hotter the pepper, the warmer, the dirt. Yep. And so you've got them on a, basically on a cookie sheet with a heating pad underneath in this own little greenhouse environment. Yep. And it is every doing great. single type of one of every single type of the five pepper types that we planted, there are green in every single one of those cells. And we've got the tomatoes down in our greenhouse. We've had a propane heater on low at night. Yeah, when it's been cold. When it's been cold, it's been it was eighty today, but it was a uh, hundred degrees earlier when I went even down. with I the windows open, right? Windows up top a little bit higher open, but but yeah. we've got we've got some of every type of tomato now. Yep. So we're really really excited about that. But this weekend's plan is to build another raised garden bed yeah 
um, out of some of our old kitchen floor that had to come out. Yep. And then a couple of old poles that have just been Sitting here, nothing. you know, for longer than we've lived here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to turn it into a, uh, turn that into a, a raised bed. Uh, and we're going to use the hoofing and dwarfing dish. We do. I don't know. It's hoogle, kaigle, blah, 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 whatever. It's rocks and, and, and logs at the bottom and compost and then dirt and stuff. So eventually well, everything will break down and it's a good drainage system. But I don't know what it's called. But that's what we're doing. I'm trying to look it up. It's like Heigl Kugel or something weird. <laughs> it's not the one with the keyhole. Hoogle uh, Coulter. Thank you. That one. Whatever. Yes, Hugel Coulter. Uh, and I tell you where we get a lot of those, you know, probably where we could go, honestly. We've talked about how our compost pile is not all that big, but uh, we just have to go out into the woods. Oh, yeah. And just dig into the loamy Areas, soil and the rotten like, trees and you know like that's that's where we find that stuff oh yeah now totally. we're gonna have to totally check each other for ticks afterwards because it's been so warm but uh but we can do that yeah or or we could pay one of the teenagers <laughs> i would i think we'll do a better job i'd rather check you for ticks than one of my kids so no, that's true that's true <laughs> i meant the whole digging part i know well i can do bit. that i guess with the uh with with the boys but yeah, uh, we can dig, dig, you know, we can got dirt, we've got area about the compost, we can, we need to clean out the chicken coop, that can be the very bottom layer on top of the rocks and the logs, and yeah. then, then can come, the compost pile is old, it's just, it's just like, it's really, come. it's like down, like, it's like, huh, it's kind of spread out, but we need to just go dig in. And so what are we planting in this raised bed? Oh, um, it's going to be uh, carrots. Okay. Right now we just have carrots. Okay. We didn't remember to buy any beet seeds, and I don't know if we have any ever left. We might have some left over last. So year we don't have we any. Try. We don't have any bush beans then. We don't have. We have bush beans, and we have peas, and we have other kinds of bean seeds okay. that we've saved. But those aren't generally put into raised beds like that. Um, I was saving the raised beds for the carrots, okay. and then I was going to use one part of it to do some either herbs or some lettuces and in, in and around and see how it worked out. Okay. In that part of the garden, All right, and then so. I figured we'd be putting. Um, potatoes down in the garden garden area and the hot pepper plants would be going down in the garden area and all the tomatoes would be going in the raised beds where they were last year mm -hmm. and then the cucumbers would be in that one bed where we had some cucumbers because we only have the two types we have a green cucumber and a white cucumber so it's going to be pretty easy to tell them apart yes it should be um, that should be an issue <laughs> but we'll uh, uh i do want to make sure that when we put the peppers down there we've kind of had we've used that same garden spot for like two years in a row and it's looking kind of crummy you can tell like we haven't done anything with it for the past no we years. have i know but we've, we haven't we have, well we, we need to amend we, the soil right. we need to add some compost we yes. need to add some crap to it but it's nothing grown there yes. except for weeds exactly um so we've got uh, one email. Oh, and by the way, we do have a uh, another Corny Goat Kitchen uh, episode at Corny Goat Farm on YouTube. Uh, if you did not get a chance to check it out before St. Patrick's Day, um, we did, uh, Miss E did uh, Irish cinnamon potato candies. Yeah. It's a, a fun little video. And I think next time, uh, I'm trying to talk her into uh, just making a loaf of white sandwich bread. Because 
you know, that's one of the things that has been kind of low at the grocery stores, right? It's the toilet paper and the paper towels, and we can't tell you to make toilet paper, but uh, a lot of sandwich well, bread has been gone. Those odd socks will come in handy now. The what? Odd socks. The odd socks, yes. I suppose you're right. As just long like, as we have laundry detergent. Just, and a little bit of bleach, just have a water with some borax and a little bleach water. It'd be just like when we used to do diapers in the old days. Have a bucket with your poop socks. There. <laughs> Thank goodness we have a lot of toilet paper and we don't have people with Oh, man. I hope issues. we don't get to the point I don't of poop have, socks. I don't, I don't want to have poop socks. I think Although we, just we should probably all, probably, we should seriously. Start gathering our, our pile of poop socks? No. No, that's not what I was going to say at all. What I was going to say was we should probably, before they get sold out, get those bidet uh, toilet attachments that they sell at um, Amazon. It may be a little late for that. They might be all sold out. Honestly, they might be all sold out. Uh, I'll look as we're on the air here. But we had a a question. um, This was from YouTube. I don't know if we actually answered this on YouTube yet. But uh, uh, Dindog22... I uh, was asking what kind of vanilla was that that you were using to make your Irish cinnamon potato candies? And well, that it's, was homemade vanilla that right, I got from. Right, it's bespoke vanilla. It's bespoke vanilla from our friend, um, I think it was Brian out in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sorry. It's just vanilla. It's bourbon style vanilla. It's, it's just use 100% vanilla extract. Don't use the crap. Uh, replacement stuff with the sugar water. There's, you don't want that. Just 100%. Even if it's a store brand, 100% vanilla extract, just use that. Don't use the vanilla flavoring because that's alcohol and corn syrup. Yeah. And artificial flavoring. Okay. You want vanilla extract. It doesn't matter what grade. This just happened to be made with bourbon and I think a little bit of rye. And then when it got a little low, I shoved the rest of my vanilla pea, vanilla pods in there with some crappy bourbon that we didn't like to drink. And then it just sat for a little bit longer. So it's bespoke vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so any more questions, uh, yeah, you know, you can try to send them to us on the, the YouTube. But uh, again, probably the best way is via email, 40acrefool at gmail.com. And someone else had made a comment. That they said, uh, surely a quarter of a cup of potatoes isn't all that's needed. And I'm like, yes. If you have the warm potato and the butter and the vanilla, by the time you start mashing in all that sugar and the coconut, it really does stick together like a nice Play-Doh mass. Yeah, it really does. It really does. It doesn't. It looks like it's dry for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it starts to get sticky and stuck together, and you're good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we appreciate you tuning in and, and uh, checking us out. Don't forget, we have the uh, Forty Acres After Dark Uncensored podcast as well, available to our Patreon patrons, and you can find that at patreon.com slash cam edwards i should probably change that to 40 acres and a fool but whatever whatever uh, anyway patreon.com slash cam edwards it's uh, me it's miss e it's obscenities and uh, <laughs> although it's more than that but it's, it's, uh, it's a, a little bit it's a little bit more adult Dang uh it. and a little bit more uh yeah a lot um, more custom. Profane. Just, so, yeah. uh, and a little bit more, uh, probably a little bit more tipsy as well, because you've been drinking a, a vodka before you have to go back on the chemo, and I'm drinking a bourbon because because uh, it's been a week. And uh, Yeah, I, I, tomorrow's, uh, I'll be off for the next three weeks. So, yep. Yeah. So, salute. Salute. Darling. Salute. Uh, 
be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. Um, while you're home, um, figure out how to make something, look around the house, uh, pull your creative skills out, draw, paint, um, pull out an old musical instrument that you haven't played for a little bit of while, and also, you know, wash your hands. And we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.